What's up, everybody? I'm Danny Devine, and you're watching Drinking at Moe's. All right, everybody. Welcome to Drinking at Moe's. It's Big Mo here. Be sure you, too, like, subscribe, comment. Helps people find the show. Leave a review on the podcast platforms. Today, I have with me Danny Devine. How the heck you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. I'm 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 uh, super happy to be here. I'm happy to have you on. Um, first question I like to lead off with, kind of a two-parter, and it's something I like to ask everybody: What got you started as a fan, and then what got you started, you know, making the leap into the business? Oh man, um, being a f- starting being a fan, uh, it was my my cousins back in the you know mid '90s. Uh, my cousins were big fans of of wrestling. The Attitude Era was going on, and I would spend a lot of time over there with them. And there was always, uh, you know, the three of us would all hang out, and they had all the action figures, they had the video games, they had it all on TV, and. Uh, I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. So I, was, I, I was younger than them. So when I was with them, I got to watch wrestling. So therefore, I, uh, I just gravitated towards it because it was something to do uh, with my cousin, you know. And so when we, were, we watched it all the time. And then eventually they grew out of it, and I just didn't. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it became an addiction after that. No, that seems to be a common thing, you know. Some people, when they start getting into business, people that they originally grew up with ends up, you know, fading out of it. But, you know, something just kept the other person hooked. Yeah, I have no idea what it was, but I've been absolutely, you know, addicted to wrestling, I guess, in some form since I was like 10. Yeah. No, but I know for me, oh boy, I'm trying to think of how far back this was, what age I even was. I know it was like late 80s because I was born in 83. And it was the same thing, cousins, you know, watching it with them. And then, you know, my dad bought uh, tickets to a, you know, WWF, WWE, whatever you want to call it, show. I was in like third grade, and I think I specifically remember him thinking that he was going to have me, you know, just fade away from it after that. Mm-hmm. But it, it did pretty much the exact opposite. You know, in that show, having guys like uh, one of my personal favorites, Big Boss Man, walking right by me because we were on the floor. Him, Yokozuna, you know, guys like that, you know, larger than life guys walking by a little third grader. And I just remember my jaw dropping. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the it's just something I don't know. There's something about, you know, wrestling, being in a wrestling show at, at all levels that's just. It, it creates a very cool feeling. And especially when you're a big fan, it's, it's, it's unlike anything else. So oh, I get that, it. That is definitely true. And, you know, especially, you know, those guys that are on TV and, you know, you're 
sitting there at home watching them and then tell like me at that point you know being so close to the guys that I'm seeing on TV all the time I'm like oh my god they're way bigger than I thought <laughs> yeah yeah I've, uh, I've I've been in that situation a few times myself <laughs> um, but to jump into I guess part part two of your question so I um I, I live in a pretty small town here in, uh, in California, uh, pretty like, I'm like an hour and a half outside of LA, uh, mm. in a, little, a little town called Moore park. And, uh, I was on Facebook one day and somebody in my little town, uh, said there was a wrestling school opening mm. and, you know, everybody knew how obsessed I was with wrestling. So they said, Hey, you got to check this out. Uh, so I went, checked it out. And if that was, uh, like eight years ago, and mm. I just have never left. The school has jumped around different locations and stuff, but I've been with the same school and the same company um, since since then. I just had a knack for it, I guess, and um, it's been just a major part of my life for the last, you know, eight years now. Yeah, no, and you. I think I just saw you post something on Facebook about the the school. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to, I'm, I like, I have like a small hand in, in working at the school now myself. I'm, I'm one of the trainers there. And uh, so I'm like trying to get, we're trying to get our admissions up, trying to get new students coming in. So it was just trying to post out there on the internet. Hey, you know, wrestling is, is kind of in a, a cool space right now because WWE is actually watchable again for the first time in a long time. So uh, I think more people are kind of invested in wrestling and sometimes People get the itch to live their dreams, so we got the place where you can give that a whirl. Oh yeah, no, and I've I've heard good things about it. I've uh, watched a few videos, YouTube matches, you know, doing my homework for the episode. It was Millennium Wrestling, right? Yeah, Millennium Pro Wrestling. Yes, sir. Yep, and I mean, you definitely seem to be. Oh, I'll call it the MPW man because from when I'm doing my homework, it's like you've had pretty much every belt there. Yeah, I've I've done fairly well for myself at, at MPW. I, I'll I'll say that I, I've just been around for a while, um, and so yeah, I've been the MPW champion uh, four times. I think I've been the national champion. Uh, I'm currently right now I'm the tag. I'm one half of the tag team champions. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've, I've gotten a chance to do it. Uh, the, the cool thing about uh, MPW millennium is we have a weekly show every single week, which a lot of independents out here don't have. It's, it's typically a monthly thing or bi-monthly uh, but we are legitimately every single Friday. So we're almost like a television show for people. Like they can come every week. We have congruent stories, con you know, a core roster of guys. People get to know that uh, the, the wrestlers and what they're doing, as well as we upload our show to YouTube every single week. Uh, we upload it Thursday. You can watch it before you come to the next show. If you missed a week or whatever. So uh, we're like a machine that just keeps going. No, that and that's uh, definitely a unique thing, especially, well, 
independent wrestling in general, but especially out there in California, where there's such a variety of independent promotions, to have something that you don't really find that often in independent wrestling with a weekly show, to have that to set you apart from the more more frequent uh, monthly, every other month things, yeah. that's definitely a, a good thing. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's great when you're um, like it's been that way since I started. Um, so and it was, you know, being brand new to uh, to wrestling. You know, when you debut, getting booked is tough. You know, like you don't. It's not just like it's not like when you debut. Promotions don't just call you like, hey, cool. You're you know like, there's a lot of driving to shows that you're not on and setting up rings and talking to people and being in battle royals where they can throw on everybody. Like, there's a lot of that shit goes on. And, um, but like when MPW be being there right when I debuted, they were basically like, okay, you're on the show now. So like every week I had a match and that's crazy for your first year, first two years to have a weekly match to learn and experiment and fail and succeed and you know i've gotten a chance to work with and be in the ring with um some pretty tremendous people i've been trained by great people so uh, i can't say enough good things about that weekly platform uh on an independent level because it's it's crazy oh yeah no and that that's one thing that you know when you're starting out getting in that ring having those matches having that repetition in the ring it's definitely a good thing because you only get better the more you're able to get in there and do it right yeah absolutely it's it's uh repetition is everything definitely and uh i mean you've been involved in some other promotions there in california the ewf i saw um I've seen ran by B-Boy Ground Zero, which seems to have gone on a little bit of a hiatus. I don't think they've ran since before the pandemic. Yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, the my last match before the pandemic was Ground Zero. Like we we did that show, and then the next weekend, like everything was done, like closed down. But Ground Zero basically uh evolved into uh level up pro wrestling mm. which it started out as their like school show but yeah. it has grown into its own thing like level up pro wrestling is is awesome and it's a great show um yeah. i've been on that several times since the pandemic has been you know moved we moved past that and you know all that i'm actually on the next level up show in november uh, yeah. for that so but that's that's a killer promotion i'm very involved there and a lot of their guys are very involved in millennium uh but ewf as you mentioned i'm there this weekend uh i've been on several of ewf shows empire wrestling uh yeah so i've been around yeah and you brought up a very interesting point and something i was kind of curious about with uh ground zero and uh level up like it definitely seemed like level up has kind of morphed into what uh, ground zero was because they're the ones running like their frequent shows. And, you know, they've 
had talent in there, some of which I've talked to, like uh, the DTF, you know, Darren Troy Fable. I just talked to him. His uh, episode will be coming out here in a couple weeks. Um, Hunter Freeman, um, somebody I want to get on the show, B-Boy, the guy that runs the place. But, uh, yeah, no, they... I've told uh, Darren that uh, Level Up is definitely one of those places that seems to be one of those destination spots for people for like a wrestling school. Like you got, I mean, there's a handful of schools there. You know, you got Santino's, you got Level Up, you got Millennium. There's a a lot of great schools there in the Southern California area. Yeah, those are those are the big three. There's also a school of hard knocks in San Bernardino. Uh, mm. A couple of my buddies are out of there. But Level Up, I can't say enough good things about Level Up. Uh, mostly because of where it's grown to. Because, like I said, it 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 started as like a little like student showcase type of show, and now it's its own full fledged independent promotion. Oh uh, yeah, they got, they got guys like former Ring of Honor. Six-man champ Tyler Bateman is on that show. Yes. I've they seen. got B-Boy wrestles on that show. Um, and just the level of talent that, that that they produce out of Level Up is tremendous. Some of my best friends uh, and some of the best wrestlers uh, coming out of SoCal are out of there. Um, and so Millennium and Level Up have kind of, you know, been a cohesive uh, uh, group of – we have a lot of talent sharing that goes on. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been great. It's great. And uh, DTF, I just wrestled him. Like <laughs> last month, I think I was in a tag match against him. Yeah, I just talked to him for the show. I believe it was Friday. Nice. So it, that was a that was a fun talk. You know, I can't wait to. Like I said, his episode will be coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, I also, when talking with, uh, I guess, like to get a feel for. You know, what's things like outside of wrestling? Like, what's a day in the life like for you? Um, let's see. Uh, I, uh, I work, my, my regular job, I guess, um, is I, uh, I work for a church as a high school youth director. So mm. I look after um, uh, kids and just giving them a safe space to, to hang out and, uh, and teach them a little bit about uh, faith. I'm a, I'm a pretty religious guy myself. Um, and that's just been a big part of my life um, for a long time. Uh, back when I started wrestling school, everybody called me Nacho Libre because I did church during the day and then I wrestled at night. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mostly just, I do that during the day. And then uh, I have a beautiful girlfriend. So I hang out with her. She always, she's the most supportive of wrestling that any girl could ever be. And um, then it's a lot of a lot of times I'll go to work and then I'll go to the gym and then I go to wrestling training because uh, I either train myself, like go to class to learn or I teach my own day. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it. Life is basically uh, pretty, pretty simple. Uh, but it's wrestling is kind of all consuming uh, <laughs> for me right now. Oh, yeah. No, I know with a lot of the people I know here locally to me in Omaha that you know, they're more reachable during the week because it seems like every weekend they got those shows, you know, they're making. Yeah. 
if you're busy on the weekend, that's what you want to be as a wrestler. You you want your Thursday, Friday, and your Saturday filled up. And uh, now places are running Sundays too. But uh, here in California, it's mostly Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those are like the big uh, the big days to get booked. Oh yeah, no, it's the same up here. Um, a lot of the people I've talked to for the show, that's like they've had differing views of the the current like national tv product do you end up watching a lot of that because you know some people that i've talked to for the show when it comes to wrestling it's like their weekends and stuff are so filled up with it that it's almost like when they aren't doing it themselves they like to tend to watch other things yeah, I uh, I watch it too much wrestling. I watch a ton of wrestling, uh, but uh, it's like I said. I think the WWE is uh, very good at the moment. Uh, people get mad at that, but I think that it's really uh, since transitioning into the kind of the new direction creatively and all that. I think it's a pretty good show. I think it's compelling. I think it's I like where they're going. I think the matches have been fun. It seems like some of the guys have a lot more freedom. Um, when it comes to AEW, I, I watch AEW as well. Uh, I know they got a lot of stuff going on for them, but uh, yeah. uh, but I think that um, I don't know. I, I grew up on the WWE. So I'll probably always be a WWE guy. Um, yeah. AEW is great and all, and they have a lot of great guys. I have several friends that work there and um you know it's, it's great i think that the more wrestling there is the the better the more options that people have the better you know wrestling is great and i want as many people to watch it and as many people that want to have a job in it to have a job in it so mm-hmm. by all means no i'm i'm definitely with you there on all of that you know AEW has their little craziness going on but you know they seem to I don't think last week's episode was helped any by the hurricane going on over that direction. Probably yeah, probably not. And, uh, you know, like, like you said with WWE, when uh, now that uh, Hunter's taken over the uh, creative, you know, you, you do notice it seems like he's trying to, uh, I guess, right the wrongs that have come up the past couple of years you know people coming back you know different changes and all that which i'll I'll agree you know their their product is definitely a lot more watchable than it has been yeah it it just you know it's a fun show and i'm always into uh you know when wrestling is good it's good and when it's bad it's bad And that's just uh, from all levels, from the very tippity top to independent shows I have been on myself or performed on or performed. It's when it's good, it is good. And anybody can be a fan of it. But when it is bad, it is bad. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I've definitely seen and been at shows for my fair share of bad ones. I saw a ref that just didn't seem like he knew what the hell he was doing because it was a last man standing match. And like, you know, 
last man standing match. A guy's down, you're doing the count. If the guy is getting attacked again, count stops, right? Um, if there's contact, yeah. Yeah, if there's contact with the guy. This ref kept on counting, and it got to the point where I was literally screaming at him, what the hell are you doing? The count stops. Well, honestly, I think that on, a, on an independent level, I think that what happens a lot of the time is people don't take uh, refereeing seriously. Like, they don't take training their referees very seriously. And, and I think that that's foolish only because referees are such an integral part of what we do yeah. in that ring. Like, we're a team. And uh, we have, I have a tremendous referee at MPW. He's all over SoCal, but MPW, uh, he trains with me. His name is uh, Victor Quentes, and he is so good. And he just like, he'll talk to you in the ring. He'll help you in the ring. He'll, uh, you know, when he, I, I love, I put him in there sometimes and I have him help out refing with the newer guys. Cause he'll be able to tell the guys, Hey, sell bigger. Hey, slow down. You know, he's just that kind of ref that is on your team. And I think a lot of times referees are just like students or people that they grab because they don't have anybody. And they're like, here, here's your shirt. Go referee. And that can hurt the the overall performance and the professionalism of what you're trying to do. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, another thing that I definitely like to talk to with my guests is going all the way back to when Cody Rhodes first left WWE that first time. He had that list of talent, that like his bucket list, all these people he wanted to face. I know for me, I have a dream list of people that I would, you know, at some point love to have on the show. Who would you say is on your, uh, if you had a bucket list, who would you put on it? Uh, let's see. Number one is uh, without a doubt, it'd be FTR. Uh, my mm. brother and I, because you know I'm in a tag team with my brother. Uh, my if him and I could get in the ring with FTR, that would be the the biggest dream match ever. Uh, oh yeah, uh, they're just the best. And uh, but like so, FTR, I guess if we're thinking the d- big dream dreams, uh, guys like that I idolize that are going now are AJ Styles, Finn Balor, mm. uh, guys like that. Um, Kevin Owens. I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, so the, the, those would be like my, you know, the the ultimate world dream list. Uh, mm. But on an independent level, there's guys like uh, like Davy Richards from the American Wolves. Mm. Man, I would I would love to wrestle him. Uh, there's this guy Kevin Blackwood. He's been on GCW quite a bit. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. And New Japan, um, but he's he's tremendous. Um, I have uh, there's a Shane Haste. Uh, he's in Japan right now. Uh, okay, yeah. He was Shane Thorne in NXT, uh, but he's I've actually trained with him a little bit. But he's like so good. So I would I would love to be able to get in the ring with him. He'd be on the list. So. I guess that those are a couple of the names I could think of. No, that that's pretty pretty good list, and you know, guys like FTR. As far as a tag team dream match, yeah, that that I can understand why that would be 
high up on the list, you know, another name you brought up, Kevin Owens. I actually have a, well, I think of it as a kind of funny story with him. My wife and I were with my, some of my immediate family down in Orlando, and we were just getting ready to leave Disney World. And I dropped something, and I bent down to pick it up. And before you know it, I'm getting up, and those that have seen Kevin Owens on TV, you know that big T-Rex skull he has tattooed on. I'm looking up as I'm getting up, and there's that T-Rex skull. And I'm like, oh. I, and I ran over to my wife. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But he was with his family. And in a place like Disney World, I was like, eh. as much as I wanted to say hello, that would have just drawn all sorts of attention his way. And, you know, he's spending time with his family. So I know that I saw him. So I'll leave it with that. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, he appreciates it in some in some way. I, I would like to think so if I ever got to tell him that story. So. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, some of my bucket lists, I'd love love a chance to, well, obviously FTR would definitely be high on the list because I actually have their AEW figures sitting down in my basement with some of my other collections. I wouldn't mind meeting them. I know, like I said, B-Boy see who else sammy callahan's another one and then like going over to japan i'm a big tamatanga fan love him if i could get him on on here shoo boy but uh big names I got a, big names oh yeah no cool. I, and you know who knows maybe someday i know sammy callahan he runs uh, wrestling revolver that they seem to center around Ohio and the Des Moines, Iowa area, and they kind of flip flop between the two. So I've actually I've met him, but I've never had the chance since he's so busy with his show to ask him to be on it. Sure, but a uh, couple of I have two categories that I like to do for kind of round things off first one a little bit of a name game i name off some people that in doing my homework you've shared the ring with in one way or another whether it's teaming with them whether it's being an opponent of theirs and you give me your thoughts cool first one kind of two and one pp ray Ray Rosas, Peter Avalon. Uh, great guys. Uh, great tag team. Ray Ray is one of my trainers. So uh, I have nothing but respect for Ray. Uh, Peter, I'm happy for his success in the, in the big leagues. Um, but Ray, uh, Ray's a great friend. Great tour, and I think one of the most underrated professional wrestlers in California. Possibly the United States. 
you know what i would have to agree i gotta see him a handful of times when i was stationed down there in san diego and just seeing the things that came about with when him and peter avalanche just started teaming together i'm like holy crap i know both those guys so it was pretty cool they seem to be doing pretty good for themselves in different areas i mean peter avalon in his own areas and ray rosas like you said underrated next one brandon gatson brandon gatson uh he is intense he's intense man but he's very good he's very good uh he's been doing it a long time but um funny funny story about brandon gatson is um as i got booked to wrestle him on television my first television main event on championship wrestling from hollywood and he said to us he goes hey um you better match my intensity in the ring because like or else i'm going to bring you up to it and i was like (laughs) all right uh so we locked up like bang bang we did the match and after after the match i was like hey like did i did i match your intensity he was like yeah yeah you were cool so so he's very intense but he's very talented guy oh yeah everything i've seen his like Oh, including recently his match with, uh, I believe it was a 30-minute Ironman with uh, Rick Ellis. That was pretty intense. Like, I remember I actually talked with uh, Rick Ellis for my show before I took my little break. And I remember I had wanted to have him on because I remember just the intensity that he had when I first started watching him when I was staying down there. it was just like, damn, I want to talk to that guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, next one, a guy synonymous with Level Up. We talked to, talked about that school. Hunter Freeman. I love Hunter Freeman. Uh, Hunter Freeman is uh, a great friend. Uh Something about Hunter Freeman, I'll say, is he's been dabbling in the like in the deathmatch wrestling world. Not my cup of tea, not my thing. Uh, <laughs> you know what? There's an audience for it, so who am I to judge? Uh, but it's not my thing. But Hunter, on top of his his deathmatch escapades, Hunter is an incredible, talented professional wrestler. Like he he knows what he's doing in there. Um, it's funny, we've never wrestled one-on-one. We've been in tag matches against each other, but we've never had a singles, and we keep telling each other we, we need to get that singles. So Hunter's a good dude. Oh, yeah. No, I got to talk to him a little bit for the show, and definitely a solid dude. Last but not least for this category, a guy that I consider like a brother who I've actually got to talk to twice for the show, and he's actually putting on a – benefit show here in november socal crazy nestor uh he's awesome man he's a legend out here um he's one of the nicest guys i've ever met um you meet a lot of really like crappy veterans in the wrestling world out here when you're coming up and socal was just so cool anytime you met him he was so cool um and even though he's been battling things out, like he would still always check in on everybody and share, share flyers to shows and stuff. Like he just yeah. wanted to support the scene, even though he couldn't be in the ring. Like he's, 
you know, he's just one of the good ones. He's just one of the good guys. And like, there's just, there isn't a lot of great guys that have been doing stuff for like 20 years. Most of them turn into bitter old grumps. And uh, that just didn't happen to SoCal. He just stayed, stayed humble, stayed himself. And he's the coolest. Oh yeah. Well, that is definitely true in multiple aspects. You know, you, you run into those guys that aren't so great to deal with, but yes, SoCal's been solid dude. When I, my wife and I had our, uh, our little girls born prematurely that didn't end up making it. He was checking in on me all the time, making sure that it was good to go. And I, I, for one, can never thank him enough. So I could not agree more with him. Solid dude. And I wish the show that he's having November 12th, all the success in the world. Yeah, yeah. I, there's, there's a couple of cool people on there. So I wish I could do it, but I'm, unfortunately I'm booked at another show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, but all, all success to nothing but love for SoCal. Definitely. Second category, and you call it a little bit of a randomizer. Some questions might be wrestling related, some not so much, but you answer how you see fit. Okay. First question craziest in match moment. Craziest in match moment. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I. I'll say it was probably my first concussion in the ring. I was, um, I was in a tag match with my brother and the other team was two of my best friends. Uh, my buddy, Daniel moon and my buddy, Che Cabrera. And I was in the ring and I was, we were fairly new, like maybe a year in, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit more. And, uh, one of the guys had asked me like, Hey, if I pull the rope down, for like to cut you off can you like hook on and just go over and land on your feet and i didn't i had never done that before but i just said sure sounds easy enough to be able to do so like looking back on it now as a trainer and like a trained wrestler like what an idiot um but i go and i'm like yeah we get to the spot and i'm going to thing he pulls the rope i completely miss and I'm going straight down and it was a tall ring. So I'm dropping like six, seven feet down on my head. And uh, Che Cabrera, the guy I'm wrestling on the apron, he grabs my feet and throws my feet down and save me from landing on my neck. So I ended up just dragging my face on the, on the ground. So I got like, I was all bloody and I had like carpet burn and stuff. And I was super concussed. Oh boy. And he throw, they throw me back in the ring and, he's I like refuse to stop the match I just like and I guess and like we're going and the finish was a super hurricane rana off the top rope and Che's like hey man we're cutting it and I was like no and I like put us in the position to do it and he ended up doing it to himself because I was just like lifeless (laughs) Um, but I'll never forget it because like it was an example of just the brotherhood that you have in there those guys just took care of me when I was just out of my mind injured and then uh he drove me to the hospital so yeah hey no that that's wild. Wild. wild night i would i would say so i mean you always you do hear about the brotherhood that a lot of the wrestlers have and 
it's always nice to know that you have guys like that, that if something were to happen, they could help you along. Yeah. Yeah. And they did everybody in there from my tag partner to my opponents took care of me. That's awesome. Next one. Hobbies. Oh, hobbies. Um, wrestling. <laughs> um, um, I'm, I'm, I really, um, uh, this is going to sound odd, but I really enjoy playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. I'm a gigantic nerd and I love playing Dungeons and Dragons. So I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons during the pandemic. I got like hooked on it because it was, what else was there to do? Yeah. And uh, my roommates and I would all play because we were trapped in the house. And um, I then all of a sudden, like it just became the thing to do. So like for that, that year we were trapped inside, I played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and it just kind of carried over. So yeah, Dungeons and Dragons and wrestling. Those are my two big things. Nothing wrong with that. You know, I know a lot of, I know a lot of people that play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, I've been curious, but I've never actually made the jump into doing it. I've been slowly rebuilding certain collections I've had, you know, wrestling figures, but when I was growing up, it was pro wrestling and Ninja Turtles. So anything collecting stuff for those. We're one in the same, my brother. I have, I got all the Ninja Turtle Funko Pops over here. I, I, Funko Pops is another thing that I've been getting into, but uh, Ninja Turtles, the only Funko Pops I have of theirs are Toka and Rezar. Yep. I have those. And then I recently had a, toy collectible show here in omaha got this 30th anniversary of the secret of the ooze super shredder nice i just do that that's my latest uh funko pop is i have super shredder over here it was kevin nash speaking of wrestling everyone super shredder was kevin nash yes that that would be pretty epic if i ever got to meet him and you know what the heck with tank and Although maybe I'd still take some wrestling stuff. I'd still take the dang super shredder with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, next question. Favorite drink, whether it be alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Um, you know what, man? I'm pretty I'm pretty lame. I I uh I I I love a corona and a lime by the pool. So I'm a I'm a corona and lime kind of guy. Uh or there's nothing like a tall can of Bud Light after a wrestling match with you with your boys. That that is the drink of 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 the wrestlers out here. We you get you buy a three pack of the tall cans of Bud Light and you break them out. One for you, one for your opponent, one for the ref, and you, and you have a good night. Hey, that sounds perfect. You know, you work up a thirst there in the ring. You know, you have a nice cold Bud Light there. Sounds pretty dang good. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, last but not least, as far as questions, best advice for anybody getting into wrestling? Oh, man. Uh, easy. Always the same answer is be coachable. Hmm. You Coming in, you can be the biggest fan of wrestling in the world. You can have watched every shoot interview, every WrestleMania, every, everything you've ever imagined. You don't know anything. When you walk into that class or that session, 
respect that trainer and be coachable because you can learn from anybody. I've learned things from guys that have been wrestling less time than me. I've wrestled, I've learned from guys that I thought there are styles were so different, but the key is to be open, susceptible, shut your mouth, open your ears and, and, and be ready to, to listen and be coachable. Oh yeah. No, I can, I can imagine because I mean, I know for myself and probably for you too, you know, we watch so much of it that, you know, watching it and being in there and actually doing it completely different. Oh, when I first showed up to class, I had like this list of moves, like, here's all the moves I'm going to do. I don't do any of those anymore. I don't like, I don't like some of them. I was like, Oh wow. I, this is way harder to do than I thought, or it doesn't work for my body type or whatever. So you just never, you, 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 this idea that we put in our head about wrestling, you're like, Oh, that looks easier. That looks difficult. Like, you know, it, it changes when you actually get in the ring. And then when you realize that the ring, yeah. Okay. The ring's got give and it's not, you know, the thing hurts. (laughs) Like, no, yeah, I I remember taking a uh, wrestling boot camp here at a local promotion that uh, coincidentally was running a show out of the convention center attached to the same hotel I was put in the night before I left for Navy boot camp. Nice. And we got in the ring, got to you know run the ropes, got to take a couple bumps and. I'll, I'll admit I was walking funny for about a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it messes you up. It just, people don't realize it just, oof. It, it's the, what I'll tell people all the time and anyone that's ever gotten into wrestling or whatever, or, or is learning to, it's the whiplash that, that kills you and you get, <laughs> you'll get headaches or like your neck will be sore. Cause you're constantly tugging your chin. And you're having to slap down and take your bumps, but your neck's not used to not whipping back with the rest of your body. So that pain that you get in the back of your neck and your head, eventually your body gets used to it and it goes away. Like I was, I was in a car, a minor car accident a couple of months ago. Like I got, we got, I was in my buddy's car and he got hit and like, it was like, boom, we got hit. And he was like, Oh my gosh. And I was like, I didn't even feel anything because my body is so used to being destroyed on a regular basis. Yeah, nope, I can imagine. I know some people that know me around here know that, uh, oh, God, how long ago was this? It, probably about a month ago now. I was on my way home from work and got T-boned. I was almost home. Somebody ran a red light, and I noticed them right at the last second. And, yeah, like, like your friend, you know, with – his neck i didn't really feel it so much in my neck i could lower back oh god even even to this day and i swear it took me a good like couple weeks before i was even able to sleep on my left side again yeah yeah that's brutal but yeah no that is about all i really have for tonight one of one Thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight. And two, where can people find you? So, you know, they can get your eyes, their eyes on you and, you know, watch what you do. Yeah. uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Danny Divine Pro. 
same on Instagram at Danny De- or Danny Divine Pro. Um, and uh, my most where you can find me the most is at Millennium Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Weekly show every single upload every single week, every Friday night. If I'm not on in the ring, I'm usually on commentary or something. So uh, you can check me out there, but you can see where to watch all my matches and stuff on my socials, Twitter, Instagram. I, I like kind of use Facebook, but not really. Um, so, but yeah, Twitter and Instagram at Danny Divine Pro. We'll get links to those and uh, also get the YouTube channel link up there for the description so people can go get an eye on that. Nice. Thank you very much. Well, like I said, that is all I have. Thank you again for taking time to talk to me and best of luck in those upcoming shows. Awesome, man. Thank you for having me, man. It was great. Definitely had fun.